The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Wimbet. Wimbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds, Wimbet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Wimbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Kevin Cook is still awaiting his first goal for Leeds. The kick is drifted beyond him to Verber, who'd also got forward and pulls it across towards Bamford. Diary Axon is lifted over by Somerville. He was in from close range, but he just couldn't keep the shot down. Well, I think the challenge by Malassia here was absolutely vital. Oh, a mistake by Verber and Bruno Fernandes through the gap. And Melier denies it. Huge save from the Leeds goalkeeper. Well, Verber, the most relieved man in this ground. McKenney taken on by Somerville. Who goes for goal and forces the hair to make his first save in the second half. Axel <coughs> bends the kick around, cleared by Fernandez to Ailing, and it got a deflection on its way through, and it is a Leeds corner. You are listening to Bet MFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow Bet MFC on Twitter at Bet MFC. That's at Bet MFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast as well. It is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. 
And Bailey, the Twitter account for LockBetting.com is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. You can use the same handle for the TikTok account. The TikTok, TikTok account is a very useful betting tool. We put together 30 to 45 second betting videos looking at statistical data that you can use to win money. So make sure you follow the at LockBetting.com TikTok. The same videos are put up on Instagram as well. The Instagram is at LockBetting. LockBetting.com is the premium pay service that has now delivered 116 months in a row of transparent track profit. You can see the spreadsheet for the month of January. It features NFL futures. It is the pin suite at the Twitter account at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. We're also selling individual cards for um, for LockBetting.com via Gumroad. So Gumroad is an app that we use to sell individual cards for those of you that don't want to make a fully month a full monthly commitment. And um, the last two cards have gone four and zero and three and zero last night with a futures play pending. It looks like it will cash to make it four and zero and four and zero for the last two cards. So if you want to buy individual cards, they are available. Our Super Bowl card absolutely killed it at the weekend. But if you want to get the full package, head over to lockbetting.com and sign up for that ultimate pack. Or if you just want to get soccer picks, that's available as well. If you just want to get podcast picks and just get bonus podcasts, which include the European show, which includes a full rundown of all of tonight's Europa League games, that is also available at lockbetting.com. So moving on with this edition of Bet MUFC, Man United coming away with a massive result that actually puts them in the Tutter race. We look at the league table at the moment. Man United are five points behind both Arsenal and Manchester City. And that makes winning the title achievable from this point. Do I think we'll win it? No, I don't think we'll win it. When you look at how Man United have coped without Casemiro, I understand that they got the win this time round against Leeds. But actually... The way that we dominated Leeds for the last 30 minutes of the game at Old Trafford, that's not the team that turned up against Leeds on Sunday. Leeds had plenty of chances to put Manchester United in big trouble. They couldn't take them. Manchester United managed to ride the storm and uh, won the game 2-0 whilst not playing well. Now, whilst that scoreline flattered us, they do say a trademark of champions notoriously over the years has been winning what you're not pl- when you're not playing well. And Manchester United have that at the moment. They certainly did that at the weekend. Obviously, you'd rather see them playing well. But um, coming through when you're not playing well is almost more satisfying. The biggest concern for me is the absence of Casemiro, how we've coped with him so far. We still have one more game to deal with him. That's at the weekend at home to Leicester. But it isn't in this upcoming game against Barcelona. Casemiro will return for the first leg against Barcelona and then he'll play again in the second leg and he'll be also available for the EFL Cup final. These are all guarantees now because we decided not to appeal the the booking and if that was considered a frivolous appeal, Casemiro's um, suspension would have been extended from three to four games so it um, prevents people from making frivolous appeals. Man United determined that it would have potentially been seen as frivolous, despite the fact that Ten Hag did defend the red card and said that it wasn't. So Casemiro will be available for three of the next four games. He will only miss the weekend game against Leicester. But as I said, it was concerning how he played against them. I'd have expected to pick up six points against Leeds, who are under temporary care. That They still haven't hired a full permanent manager and they look like a team who are down and Manchester United should have won more comfortably instead of struggling in not one, but both of the games. Man United's most dominant period was a half an hour period at Old Trafford once we were 2-0 down 
and there was never really a dominant period against Leeds away from home. There were chances, yes, uh, Bruno Fernandes um, putting putting the chance away at the stroke of half-time would have made things a lot more comfortable, in my opinion, um, but Manchester United were never really comfortable, and um, that's not really what you want to see from a United team going up against a team in the relegation scrap who always struggle against top-tier opposition. But it's done and dusted. We've come away with three points from that game, four points overall against a major rival, and that's one thing that can't be disregarded. Leeds hate Manchester United. It's a big rivalry. So if there was anybody that they were going to play up to, it was us and that ultimately is a very good away result. Anytime, any season, Man United winning away to Leeds, no matter how it looks um, watching the game, ultimately it says two goals to nil on paper. We emerge with three points and we are now five points behind Arsenal and Manchester City with a faint chance of winning the Premier League title this season. So can we win the Premier League? I don't think so. But can we win the other three comp competitions that we're in? Yes, we're in the EFL Cup final. We have a nice draw once again in the FA Cup fifth round. If we beat West Ham at home, we will be able to reach the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And here we are in the playoff round against Barcelona away from home in the Europa League. The second leg at Old Trafford next week. The worst possible draw we could have got was exactly this. The two would-be favourites to win the competition had we not been drawn against each other. As a result of that, Arsenal are the favourites to win the competition at 3-1. to one, But I'm sure the winner of this tie will be the new favourite to go all of the way. Let's have a listen to what Eric Ten Hag had to say about the team heading into this clash at the new Camp against Barcelona. And you're coming up against a player in Frankie de Jong who became a terrific player for you at Ajax. Uh, what is it that makes him such a, a special player? Um... <clears throat> So I think we had like a class in 2019. It was um, was a team was with a lot of fascination, and he brings a lot of that fascination. Um, and I think he develops uh, in the in the years after here in Spain. Uh, he, he became even better. Uh, um, he's a fantastic player, uh, playing out from the back. He always has time, um, and so it was a pleasure to work with him. Hi Eric, um, obviously you're without Lissandro Martinez tomorrow through suspension, how big a blow is that to you and how confident are you that the guy next to you might be able to step up at centre-back against the likes of Lewandowski? Well, we have um, m- many options I think <laughs> in the squad to sort it out and yeah, we can use uh, look as a fullback and as a centre-back we have seen in the weekend he did both and both he did very well um, but we have um, in the centre-half also very good other options and they did also well and uh, we can uh, choose by game well, what we prefer uh, Question for Luke, just wondering if this is the acid test perhaps for your development as a team this season, you've obviously done very well and won some big games but this feels like another level entirely yeah, of course. Um, it's obviously a very big game. Um, it's one we're obviously all very looking forward to. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's going to be a big test. It will show us where we are. Um, but 
you know, I think where we are at the moment, we're, we're ready for Eric, Xavi was very complimentary of you today. He said you're a reference point for offensive coaches and he likes what you've done at United because it was a very difficult club to transform. What do you make of his comments and what do you think of the job he's doing with Barcelona? I think Barca is also a very difficult club. <laughs> and, uh, and I think Barcelona in this moment is playing his best football since several years. And, but I think it's in the in the mind of uh, and the inspiration of Johan Cruyff uh, still you feel it here and you can see if you see uh, the game of Barcelona you see uh, the way of play and that is yeah, the inspiration of Johan Cruyff and for Luke can we expect to see you at centre back tomorrow um, to be honest I'm not too sure yet um, we'll have to wait till, till tomorrow when he names the team so I'll find out then. Hi, Eric. Um, it's, it's obviously a great tie with, with Barcelona, these two games, but sandwiched in between, you've got a big Premier League game against Leicester and then a cup final. Do you look beyond these ties with Barcelona and sort of plan your teams for the next week, or is it just is it literally one game at a time and picking the strongest team for, for each one? Of course, as a manager, you have a, a certain planning, but yeah, the first game is always uh, um, is the game coming up is the most important game and that also can change your your plans because of performances uh, because of maybe tactics uh, next opponent uh, because of injuries or suspensions or whatever but um, yeah um, first game coming up most important uh, Hi Eric um, given the history and status of Barcelona and Manchester United this fixture could it would very well be a Champions League final, but it's obviously a Europa League playoff. What does that say about where both clubs are at at the moment? And does it show how much work there is still to be done for particularly Manchester United to get back to where you want to be? Uh, I think it, it's the truth. As both clubs you are in the Europa League, and I think both clubs have the ambition to be in the Champions League and not even just to be in the Champions League they want to have a really impact in the Champions League to be uh, go along the group stage be um, uh, after the winter go in semi-finals and finals and win even but uh, the reality is we are in Europe League and that tells that both clubs they needed a reset and I think we are both um, uh, on a journey and we are both I think we are both in the right direction and so um, I think it's excited to, um, exciting to, to face each other tomorrow night and because it will help both clubs because you know where you are it's a good test and uh, you get challenged and from such tests you get better OK, uh, last two one there and then Paul has Si, hola Hello So they asked about the young you will uh, meet Frankie the young again tomorrow well in summer you wanted him for United why didn't you get him to sign to United I don't know if you want him <laughs> no but it's Frankie is incredible good player and for every club in the whole world he will he will strengthen the squad because he has a unique quality and um, so if you can get him in your squad your, your team will be stronger Question for Luke, please. 
Uh, Casemiro seems to have made quite a big impact since he came. What kind of um, assurance does he give you when he's in the team uh, in front of you as a defender? Um, yeah, no, obviously a lot. Um, I think it's been quite obvious to see when you know how important he is to the team when when obviously he's been not playing. Um, but I think for us as as defenders, it it gives us that sort of feeling that we know there's a lot of security, especially because you know with with his positioning where he always is and. You know, he loves to win the ball back and tackle and you know, I think that's a couple of things we always say to him that, you know, he likes to give the ball away so he can go and go and win it back. But um no, I think uh he's a, an extremely important player for us and you know, I'm very happy to have him back tomorrow night because, you know, like I said, um he's he's been a big miss for us. Okay, thank you very much. So we got both Eric Ten Hag and Luke Shaw there talking about the game against Barcelona. Some people are looking at this tie as a win-win situation for United. If we exit this competition here, it's no big loss because we lost to Barcelona. Barcelona are top of La Liga, ahead of Real Madrid, who won the Champions League last season. And therefore, is isn't a major, a major thing to be upset about because it does then reduce the fixture pileup. We can then focus on the EPL. We can focus on the two cup competitions we are still in, the FA Cup and the um, Carabao Cup final that we have coming up as well. So there is a silver lining there. Although if the defeat is convincing, I feel that it would be damaging. A key thing that Eric Ten Hag said there was that this tie was a test of where we are. Now, that puts a little bit more extra pressure on United. Ten Hag usually always says the right things, but that was a comment that puts pressure on United because if this is supposed to be a measuring stick as opposed to the massive strides he's made elsewhere, such as reaching a cup final, having a run in the FA Cup, and most significantly being third in the Premier League with an outside chance of winning the league, which was absolutely unthinkable at the start of the year, the the most optimistic Man United fan would have only wished for a cup run and a place in the top four. But instead of making that the measuring stick and underplaying this, he said that this tie was a measuring stick for where we're at. So if we're convincingly beaten by the champions elect of La Liga, then does that mean Manchester United aren't as far along as um, as as many people think? Now, obviously, if it's convincing, yes, that would be the case. It would be humbling and um, it would be a negative. But what if we lose if we lose a close tie to Barcelona? What does that mean? Well, I would be, for one, quite disappointed because this is a team who are in this competition because they themselves weren't good enough to do anything in the Champions League. They were knocked out of a group that featured Bayern Munich. No shame in that because Bayern Munich are absolutely deadly in the Champions League, a complete model of consistency. However, they were also knocked out of a group that featured Inter Milan. So the measuring stick for Barcelona themselves has already not been met because they are sitting here in the Europa League after exiting what was a tough Champions League group. But most people would have expected them to finish ahead of Inter Milan, especially given the money that they spent in the summer. So they've already failed 
at living up to the measuring stick that was set for them at the start of the season, as in being Champions League contenders, a team that could have potentially won the Champions League, a team where when you looked at the draw, many people were wondering, are Bayern or Barcelona going to win it? Now, I wasn't. I, I was very certain that Bayern Munich, with their Champions League pedigree and consistency, particularly in the group stage, would have gone on to win the group. But I did not expect Barcelona to be here in the Europa League. And with that said... I do expect Manchester United to win this tie. Now, this isn't Homer support. This is just based on the fact that over the years, with the exception of Real Madrid, the Premier League have dominated Spanish opposition and ultimately Barcelona Spanish opposition. And Barcelona have also done relatively poorly um, when they step up against top-tier competition. Their results pre- uh, recently against Real Madrid have been poor. Their results against Inter Milan were poor. And any time they've stepped up against top-level competition, against teams who you would consider to be among Europe's elite, Barcelona have failed to get a positive result. It's all good beating your, um, your, your, your teams in La Liga, who after Barcelona and Real Madrid, there is a big gulf in class. And I even include... Atletico Madrid and based in that based on what's happened to Atletico Madrid over the past two three seasons so I would be quite disappointed if Manchester United did exit the competition at this point but if it's close as I said if it's not uh, psychologically damaging there is that silver lining that yes we got knocked out by Barcelona who would then go on to become the favourites to win it and then um, we can go on and concentrate on domestic activities. Barcelona are very short to qualify from this tie. They are the 1-2 to two minus 200 favourites with Manchester United priced up at 6-4. to four. The markets for this match see Barcelona as the 7-10 to favourites. It's 29-10 to 10 on the draw and it's 3-1 to one here on Manchester United. That means that Manchester United are an underdog not only for the game, but an underdog to even come away with anything from this game. Manchester United are available at 6-5 to five plus 120 to get anything from this game on a double chance market. So that's essentially Man United at 6-5 to five plus 120 to avoid a defeat here in this game. Before I give you my lean for tomorrow's game, let me tell you quickly about Wimbet, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. Winbet's Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now. Winbet, so if you're ready to play, sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's some institution. What we have to do is head over to sportsgallonpockets.com slash winbet so they know we sent you that. sportsgallonpockets.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. This offer subject to change terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and a present in the state will pay for Winbet is available. If you, someone you know, has a gallon problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, moving on to predicting what actually happens here for tomorrow's game. Overall, I'm expecting Manchester United to come through. But from this game, I just want Manchester United to still be in a position where that is possible. Now, I do expect us to score here at the new Camp, but I think it's unrealistic for Man United to expect to keep a clean sheet here. So I think for me, the most standout play would be for both teams to score. Barca have not failed to score in 16 straight outings. United themselves have netted at least twice in six successive fixtures. And there have been three or more goals in seven 
of Barcelona's last 11 outings. So I'm expecting more of the same here. I don't think Manchester United are going to sit in with a defensive low block all of a sudden here. European ties can be tight and cagey. We've seen that across the Champions League. But even if this is a tight and cagey game, I believe Manchester United will be able to hit Barcelona on the counter-attack, especially when you're looking at the form of Marcus Rashford. This defence have been more solid so far this season, but I don't think they've encountered a player such as Marcus Rashford. I realise in the group stage they, they encountered Leroy Sane, Serge Gnabry uh, and players of that ilk. However, Marcus Rashford is in a different vein of form at the moment. I don't think the comparisons from Kylian Mbappe were far-fetched. Now, don't forget, I was somebody who was playing down those comparisons initially, but I believe the consistency of Marcus Rashford is now has now been enough enough for us to justify the comparisons and I believe this is the top player Barcelona faced this season and he's going to be dangerous in this game as he is in every game so my main lean for this game will be for both teams to score and both teams to score here is available at the relatively decent price of 7 to 10 here for this one so that concludes this edition of Bet MUFC good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening